name is Celia and this is my podcast, Impact with Celia. Welcome to part two of the episode, How I Lost My Baby. If you haven't listened to part one, please go to the previous podcast, How I Lost My Baby, part one. If you're a new listener, welcome to Impact with Celia's podcast. at about 8 p.m. so I called the doctor and he asked me to come in but before I put myself together my mom and everything else it was about 10 p.m. or just under when I got to the hospital the doctor had just left but there was a midwife who checked me and told me I had dilated about a centimeter when I looked at her glove I saw blood on it and we asked her why she said it's because she had been in my cervix and sometimes there's a little bit of blood The baby's heart rate was okay, my blood pressure was fine, but the contractions were mild and kind of consistent. I asked her if I could go home after about an hour of observation and she said yes. So I went home, decided to shower, this was at about 12.30am, and go back to the hospital immediately. I asked my mom to shower first so she could get her stuff together for us to go since mine and the babies were already packed. I sat down to pee and I just felt like a gush of water or something. I felt my water broke, but when I looked down, it was just bright red blood in the toilet. I cleaned myself, called the doctor, and he told me to wear a panty line and not a pad and rush to the hospital immediately. This was at about 1 a.m. When I got to the hospital, the doctor hadn't arrived. At this point, the contractions were very, very bad. The baby was moving a lot and the contractions were just very, was just continuous. The same midwife attended to me. She asked to check me again. So I took off my pants. The panty liner just had a few spots of blood. But as soon as I spread my legs, blood, you know, just flowed out, like just like a river of blood. She called the doctor hurriedly, but he was already in the building. When he came in, he saw all the blood. He told my mom I needed a caesarean section immediately and he'll need a bigger team. So we went to a hospital that was nearby, like two minutes away, with an on-site pediatrician and um, another gynecologist. The time it took seeing the blood at home and going to both hospitals was like 30 minutes maximum because we were really, really rushing. At the second hospital, a bigger team greeted us, rushed me into an observation or changing room where I changed, took off my clothes and everything, and I was wheeled into the operation room or the theater. In the theater, the anesthetist asked me, asked to give me a spinal block. In order to do that, he had to arch my back, which means that I had to squish my tummy for a minute or so. While that was happening, I started passing out custard-like blood, really, really thick blood, and a lot of it. I remember I was crying and, you know, holding my tummy and saying, my baby, she's going to die, I'm bleeding everything. I was given oxygen, drugs, and all to manage my blood pressure and, you know, just what they normally would give. I was supposed to be awake, but I passed out. I only woke up to see them take my baby away. She was crying, but crying faintly. She was really struggling to cry. I remember saying to myself, newborns don't cry like this. Something is definitely wrong with her. 
I asked God to please do what's best for my baby. And then I heard them try to give her oxygen and stabilize her, everything. And then I, I don't know, I think I passed out again. And then the anesthesist was trying to wake me up because I wasn't supposed to be sleeping. And then I heard my mom's voice from a very distant, far off place. She was shouting my name and my mom is very authoritative. So her, her calling my name was like shouting at me like, Celia, come here. So when I followed her voice like obediently and I woke up, I realized she was actually shouting my name from out, I mean, outside. But then the anesthetist asked her to come into the room and stay with me. The doctor finished teaching me up, ran into the other room where the baby was, checked on her, and he came back to finish doing, dressing me up and everything to meet the other doctors. I only looked at his face. I knew we had lost her. So I told him, I know she's dead, but can you please bring her to me? He obliged without a word. I only glanced at her and I could not hold myself. My heart was broken, shattered. I was in so much pain. I mean, I was numb from the waist down, but I was in so much pain. Like my heart was just in pain. She was the prettiest newborn I had ever seen. I couldn't look at her. I didn't want to hold her because I felt so guilty and I felt like I'd let her down. my baby to preeclampsia, which is one of the number one causes of maternal and child mortality in the world. I had a placenta abruptio, which is a disconnection of the placenta from the uterine wall, causing a lack of oxygen and nutrients to the baby, according to Mayo Clinic. Placenta abruptios are caused by accidents or trauma to the abdomen, rapid loss of the amniotic fluid, and preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is a pregnancy complication characterized by high blood pressure. Pregnancy is not a disease, but it's no joke and can turn from good to bad in hours, if not seconds. I am lucky to be alive, and I encourage others like me to be strong and share their stories. My goal is to create awareness on the different causes of maternal mortality, how to prevent and reduce the death rates in Cameroon and the world at large. This podcast will be done fortnightly with guest speakers once a month. Please email impactwithcelia@gmail.com to send in your stories and suggestions. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you.